Clearshore presents Working Outside the Tech Bubble by Steve Blank. August 12th, 2017 at steveblank.com. Annual Note to Self Most of the world exists outside the tech bubble. We have a summer home in New England in a semi-rural area, just about 10,000 people in town, with a potato farm across the street. Drive down the road and you can see the tall stalks of corn waving on other farms. Most people aren't in tech or law or teaching in universities. They fall solidly in what is called working class. They work as electricians, carpenters, plumbers, in hospitals, restaurants, as clerks, office managers, farmers, etc., They have solid middle-class values of work, family, education, and country. Work hard, own a home, have a secure job, and save for their kids' college and their retirement. This summer, I was sitting in the Delecta Pharmacy in the nearby town of Warren, having a coffee cabinet, a coffee milkshake. It's one of the last drugstores with a real soda fountain. The summer tourists mostly come through on the weekend, but during the week the locals come by to gab with the guy behind the counter. There are four small wooden booths along the wall in front of the fountain, and as I drank my cabinet, I got to overhear towny conversation from the other three booths. Unlike every cafe I sit in the Valley or San Francisco, their conversations were not about tech. While they own tech, smartphones and computers... Most can't tell you who the ex-CEO of Uber is, or the details of the diversity blow-up at Google. More important issues dominate their daily lives. I was listening to one guy talk about how much his mortgage and kids' college expenses were increasing, while he hadn't gotten a raise in three years, and was worried about paying the bills. A woman talked about her husband, and how after 21 years as an electrician in the local hospital, he had just been laid off. Others chimed in with their stories, best summarized by a feeling of economic anxiety, of being squeezed with no real exit. It was a long time ago, but I knew the feeling well. I grew up in New York in a single-parent household that teetered on the bottom end of what today we call working class. My parents were immigrants, and when they were divorced, my mother supported us on the $125 a week she made as a bookkeeper. The bills got paid, and we had food in the house, but there was nothing extra left. No vacations, new clothes were bought once a year before school. Years later, when I got out of the Air Force, I installed broadband process control systems in automotive assembly plants and steel mills across the industrial heart of the Midwest. I got to see the peak of America's manufacturing prowess in the 1970s, when we actually made things, before we shipped the factories and jobs overseas. I hung out with the guys who worked there, went bowling and shooting with them, complained about the same things, wives, girlfriends, jobs and bosses, and shared their same concerns. Listening to these conversations in the pharmacy and the other stories I have heard as I explored the small towns here reminded me that people I grew up with, served with the others I worked with, still live in this world. In fact, more than half of Americans fall into the working class, and the conversations I was listening to were a real-life narrative of the middle-class squeeze. While the economy has continued to grow, in the name of corporate efficiency and profitability, we've closed the shipyards and factories and moved those jobs overseas. 
The bulk of those gains have ended up in the pockets of the very affluent. Income inequity stares you in the face here. The level of despair is high. The small city next to us has been hit hard in the opioid crisis. 63 people died last year. My annual trek out here reminds me that I live in a Silicon Valley bubble and that a good part of the country is not reading what we read, caring about what we care about, or thinking about what we think about. They have a lot more immediate concerns. It's good to spend time outside the bubble, but I get to go back. My neighbors here, people in the pharmacy, and the many others like them, can't. In the U.S., people used to move to where the jobs are, but today, Americans are less mobile. Some are rooted, embedded in their communities, and some are trapped because housing is unaffordable where the better-paying jobs are. And the jobs that are high-paying are not the jobs they built their lives on. Likely, their circumstances won't have changed much by the time I return next year. I don't know how the people I listened to and talked to voted, but it's easy to see why they might feel as if no one in Washington is living their lives, and that the tech world is just as distant as Hollywood or Wall Street. There isn't an app to fix this. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time. 